Hi, I'm Darren Wright. And I'm Tim Beadle. Welcome to Disciple Making. Welcome back to Disciple Making. I'm Darren Wright here with my friend Tim Beadle, and we've been talking about what we've been preaching about in these days. And interestingly, we both touched on the Ascension yesterday. Uh, Ascension Sunday is actually to ten, tends to be 39 days. Well, it is 39 days after Easter. Uh, but the way we've each been going through the season, we both touched on the Ascension yesterday. And uh, Tim really touched on the Ascension in relation to the work of the Spirit, which has huge implications, obviously, for being disciples who make disciples. So, Tim, why don't you just fill us in on the Ascension, what all happened in that, and how how the work of the Spirit directly relates to what needs to happen in disciple-making. Yeah, thank, thanks, Darren. You know, these last few weeks, we've been talking about, uh, you know, discovery Bible study methods and really letting the text speak for itself and getting into the text. And uh, I've been enjoying doing that actually with my, my uh, daughter the last few weeks. But uh, yesterday, even though it's only one week, seven days, not 39 days after Easter, <laughs> uh, I invited I invited uh, the faith community yesterday to stand with me, as it were, with the disciples on that Galilean hillside as Jesus was actually ascending back to the Father. Because this is this is significant. This is really significant. I, I believe, and I've challenged here, and I want to challenge uh, you listeners today, uh, there's too many Christians who basically, when Jesus left us, uh, we're just sort of putting in time until he returns. We're just mm-hmm. sort of waiting. And uh, whether he comes to us or we die and go to him first, whichever comes first, there, there's this sense that, that we're just putting in time. And that is so far from the Father's plan in terms of what has to happen in us and through us and to us this side of heaven. So uh, I, I sort of, you know, uh, made light of the fact that, you know, as Jesus was ascending up, up, you know, through the clouds, at some point the disciples would have lost sight of Jesus as he passed into the heavenly realm. And, and then they would have had to look at each other and lock stares in each other's faces. And I wonder how long it went until someone said, so what do we do now? <laughs> You know, they, they had just been schooled by Jesus for th- three years. He had taught them the things of the kingdom. You know, he had died on the cross. He'd, he'd resurrected. And now he's left them. And they were in a very vulnerable spot. And then at some point, I believe one of the disciples, and this is a role actually of the Holy Spirit, uh, sort of brought back to their remembrance this verse in John sixteen seven, where Jesus said this, hmm. uh, it's for your own good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I don't know about you, Darren. It, it, it's how could it possibly be better that Jesus would leave us? <laughs> yeah, and that you know that is one of the probably the mind-boggling thought to those disciples. You know, and, and I thought as you're saying that, I thought of John 14, where Jesus talking of the Spirit says, "He is with you and will be in you." Yeah, you know, exactly. and, and there's that shift there. That again, they wouldn't have understood all that it meant. At that point, but they they sure did a, a while later, forty days later or so. Yeah, and you know when you look at the life and teaching of Jesus, he really makes manifest and opens a window to heaven to understand the relationship between the different members, you know, Father, Son, and Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus came to reveal the Father, and I would say, you know, God is for us in the Father. Uh, the Father created the plan for God so loved the world. You know, God for us in the Father. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus came to us as Emmanuel. 
He was one of us. He was fully human, fully God, but he was God with us. And uh, he worked out God's salvation plan. But then Jesus, you know, in sending the Spirit is now God in us. Hmm. Uh, you know, the enduring presence of God in completing his work. So you can sort of see uh, this movement of God towards mankind. God is for us, and then he's with us. And now, through the Spirit, he's in us. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really felt that this is a topic that we as disciple makers cannot ignore because it reminds us of the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit, not only in our life as a disciple maker, but in the one that we're trying to disciple. Yeah. You know, we, we, we'd like to think that, you know, the best disciple maker situation would be one-on-one with Jesus, but Jesus's disciple making plan included him leaving yeah. and sending the spirit to indwell his disciples, which then decentralize the presence of God in a way, right? It, it's it's no longer time and one time, one place. It's now wherever God's people are, where wherever the disciple is, there is the presence of God through the yeah. Spirit. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. so. You know, as I spoke from God's Word from the book of Ephesians yesterday, I tried to just to focus on three principles. Uh, I'll, I'll sort of briefly unpack, and Darren, you can chip in along the way. Uh, we're going to talk about the Spirit's incoming. And, uh, you know, he's called the gift of the Holy Spirit. So think of a gift, but also the Holy Spirit's indwelling in the life of the believer. I call him, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit as our guest in our life. And then finally, uh, the Holy Spirit is our guide uh, because uh, we are commanded to be filled with the Spirit continually, like not just mm. topped up at the gas station once a week yeah. and then we run on our own strength, but uh, continue to be filled as you're filled type of thing as well. So, so 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 that's what I um uh that's what I shared yesterday and I just want to remind uh you know our listeners today take note because when we engage in disciple making we are not alone it's actually the holy spirit who does so so much in terms of um what is happening not only in our lives as we mature but also as he woos people towards the cross and then draws them to Jesus uh, through sanctification or, or, or setting them apart to make them to be like Jesus. So, so here we go. Here, so here's the first one. Um, it's Ephesians 1.13, the second half of that verse in 14. It says, having believed, so someone's crossed the line of faith, having believed you were marked in him, who's him, that's Jesus, you were marked in Jesus with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. So, so two thoughts here. Um, basically, what does it mean, this, this seal? You know, in, in scripture, uh, that word is used three times when uh, Daniel was thrown in the lion's den. Darius mm-hmm. put his seal, his signet ring seal over the uh, lion's den. And then when Jesus died, was in the tomb, uh, Pilate, you know, they had a big rock there and he put his imperial seal on the rock, and this is the same word that's used here. Hmm. And basically, what that means, Darren, uh, uh, the one who puts the seal on it is making a claim on that site or that person. Whoever or whatever is beyond this seal belongs to someone else. And if you meddle with it, especially in in terms of Darius or Pilate, it would cost you your life. Hmm. Yeah. So in a, in a way, uh, the presence of the Spirit is the mark of God. Exactly. In our lives, like he and it's 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 the seal, it's the mark, it's the deposit, and the way it's worded there, that con that that concept of the seal and the deposit would indicate that the believer would be aware of it. 
Yeah. And some, and unfortunately, too many people aren't, you know, we, we all look at the cross and the empty tomb, but then we're sort of standing around waiting for Jesus to come back. And, and this is the teaching that I think can bring disciple making to a new level because it brings mm. it alive because the Holy Spirit is the, not an active force. He's a person within us who leads us. Uh, so, so you'd mentioned he's, he's not only a seal, but, but a deposit. And uh, I, I always think of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've thought of this one. It's like an engagement ring. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know uh, how much money you put into the engagement ring you, you give to your wife, but it costs a lot. Uh, but, but what happens when you put that ring on, 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 on the finger of your to-be wife, your fiancé, you are actually making a claim on her life for the mm. world to see. And you're saying to the world, uh, she's taken, she's mine, stay away. And also, uh, conversely, your wife or my wife or anyone who receives that is agreeing now to be exclusively belonging to, as it were, becoming one with the one who made a claim on their life. And mm -hmm. so uh, they won't date anyone else. They won't have eyes for anyone else because yeah. there, there's been this seal, this mark, this deposit. And in terms of the deposit... Um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming because you've been married all these years that it didn't end with an engagement ring. It, 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 there was a wedding ring yeah. <laughs> and there was life. And, 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 and in the scripture, you know, the Holy Spirit is this deposit mm. more to follow, not more of the Holy Spirit. But in terms of the scheme of God, Jesus will return. There's going to be a wedding feast one day, uh, scripture mm -hmm. talks about. And so I think we, uh, the thing that I really want to impress upon people is that God has made a claim on your life. Hmm. He proves it. Yes, Jesus died for you, but he proves this claim by sending the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, no, that's beautiful, Tim. And, and, you know, deposit, I think in terms of maybe even more raw, the idea of a down payment. You know, okay. here's an indication of the direction we're going. You know, what is the wedding ring saying, okay, here's, here's this expensive piece of metal and, and rock. If you think this is good, just wait till we get married. It's going to be a great life. And, and, yeah. and really what it says in this passage, the spirit is, you know, guarantee what's to come, yeah. and which, which is quite an amazing statement because the indwelling presence of God is amazing in its own right. And that is just the deposit. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's phenomenal. I heard this father who bought his son a gift. His son was moving out, out into the wild and he had to clear an acreage. And so he bought him a, uh, you know, a chainsaw. Uh, the son was a city slicker. He, he'd never touched one of these things. And so, uh, you know, he received the gift and he went out to cut down some trees. But, you know, after half a day, he takes the thing back to Canadian Tire and says, I've been trying to cut the trees and I, I can hardly even make a dent into the bark. And so the guy says, well, well, it's brand new. Like, is it full of gas? Is it? Yeah. And so then he took him outside and he, and he pulled the, the, you know, the chain and it started up and, and, and the young son went, whoa, what's that? <laughs> he didn't realize, he didn't realize that within his possession was a source of power that could change perfect. his life, right? <laughs> yeah, perfect. No, Tim, you know, Tim, that really does underscore the fact that when it comes to disciple making, it's an absolute requirement that us as disciples and those whom we are discipling connect with, understand, and receive teaching and application around the work of the Spirit. Otherwise, we are just like that. I know exactly. Yeah. So, so here's just here's like a little that. more here's a little more teaching, and yeah. and we have to first of all acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is a person, just like God the Father is a person and the Son. The Holy Spirit is not an impersonal, fuzzy feeling, active force of God. He is a person. Jesus mm. said, "I will send Him to you." 
he didn't say I'll send it to you or you'll feel good. I'm going to send him. So, so this is the, you know, the distinct event. When you believe the Holy Spirit comes into your life as a guest um, mm. and we welcome him. But the thing is, we have to realize that the Holy Spirit is a person and basically he also comes with specific roles. Mm. You know, when Jesus said, I'm going to go away and I'll send you another counselor like 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 me or another comforter. Uh, there's a lot of C words here. You know, the Holy Spirit is a companion. The Holy mm. Spirit walks in, in, with you wherever you go. He is at work in you. And uh, even, you know, the, the Bible says that when we don't even know how to pray, the Holy mm. Spirit will take these un, unintelligible groans from our soul and present them to God on our behalf. Like he's a companion. Uh, you know, he's a counselor. He guides us in truth. Uh, he's a, a comforter. He ministers to us in times of need. But most importantly, he's like a conformer. He 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 convicts us because he wants to bring us into uh, like like to become like Jesus. He's transforming us to become like Jesus. And it's so important that we understand that this is nonstop work of the Holy Spirit within our lives as a disciple maker and also the one we're discipling. So, so, I, was, so I, was, I was I was reading this comic comic strip. And there's these two caterpillars sitting on a branch chewing leaves. And up above them flutters this beautiful monarch butterfly. And one caterpillar says to the other, ha, you'll never see me going up in one of those things. <laughs> not, not realizing that by the nature of its design, it won't be long before that little caterpillar cocoons into a chrysalid. And it has to die to itself, actually. And then it emerges as this beautiful butterfly. And the same is true with us. And this is the role of the Holy Spirit. He's, mm. he's in the transformational business. Mm, absolutely, yeah. When, when we talk disciple-making, whatever else we're talking about, we are talking about becoming like Jesus. Exactly. Character transformation. You know, and of course, you know, obeying what Jesus taught, but in the process, becoming like him. And the Spirit does it. I, I've always said, Tim, the fruit of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, yeah. all that, is the character of Jesus. Yeah, that's the evidence. And, you know, and so, so, the, so the result of the Spirit in us is really to make us like Jesus. Yeah. And so when you think that God, and I don't know how this works, you know, God is such an amazing being. How can we, you know, have 500 people praying to God all at the same time? God hears every prayer individually and answers them in accordance mm -hmm. with as well. How do we have all of the Holy Spirit uh, and and yet you have the Holy Spirit, I have the Holy Spirit, but we have all of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And um, uh, I did challenge our listeners yesterday, and I said to them, um, you have to watch how you pray, because have you ever prayed, Lord, send us more of your spirit? Hmm. It sounds like a commodity that we have to be topped up. And I said, you know, theologically, that's incorrect, because I guess the question is, um, it isn't that do we have all of the Holy Spirit, but does the Holy Spirit have all of us? Mm, amen. And yeah. I think, you know, uh, you know, you can pray, Lord, send me more of your spirit, but we don't look up to heaven. We look inside and see if we've locked the Holy Spirit within some little attic room in our soul. Mm. Uh, because the Holy Spirit is somewhat of a gentleman. He's a guest uh, and he's present. Uh, but have we really made him a residence, given him free, free, uh, free sway to just roam throughout our being? And and to do the work that I just described, all those C words type of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so important to understand what you what you said there, Tim. That the fullness of the spirit is not a spatial thing. You know, it's not like you know how much of the spirit. It's 
It's a control thing. You don't be filled with wine. Don't be, you know, controlled, drunk with wine, filled with wine, controlled by wine. Be filled with controlled by the spirit. So the issue is control. Yeah. Control, being controlled by the spirit under the influence of the spirit. Yeah, that's right. And, and that leads us right into the point. You know, we have the, uh, the gift of the spirit. That's his incoming at, at salvation. Uh, we have the dwelling place. So we become a dwelling place, as it were. And, uh, you know, like in 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Don't you know that you yourselves are the temple of the living God and that God's spirit lives in you? Hmm. Uh, you know, remember when Jesus was in the temple and he said, uh, destroy this temple and I'll build it up and or I'll raise it up in three days. And they said, are you crazy? It took 42 years to build this temple. But he was talking about the temple of his body in the hmm. same way as the Holy Spirit comes in. Now he dwells in us. And that's what Jesus says in Ephesians 2.22, that, that God would come to us and he would make his dwelling place in us. And so hmm. I guess the challenge is, uh, like I said, it is not, do we have all the Holy Spirit? The answer is yes, but does the Holy Spirit have all of you? And then that leads to this, this last part that you've sort of primed the pump for that, that it says, don't be ignorant. You know, uh, Ephesians 5, 16 to 18, don't be ignorant. I don't like being called ignorant, <laughs> but it's because we've ignored something. We've ignored. Hmm. That's why we're ignorant of something. And uh, too many people realize that the way that they're living, they say, well, this is as good as it's going to get. And I'll just keep mm-hmm. plodding on and waiting for Jesus. And, and the answer is no, 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 no. Uh, now, now, yesterday I described the difference between physical and spiritual beings. Because I think it's, because when mm-hmm. you talk about being filled with or controlled by, we have to understand how this works. Physically, you know, if you clasp your hands together, you can clap your hands, you can hug someone, you can embrace someone. That's as close, basically, as you can get physically, but not so with the spirit. Mm-hmm. The spirit, now, if you open up your hands... Uh, so your fingers are wide and you lock one hand into the other. Uh, a spirit can actually permeate or control or fill another spirit. And I'm going to hmm. prove it to you. Uh, <laughs> over a hundred times in scripture, the Bible tells us not to be afraid. Hmm. Um, you know, in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and power. And I don't know about you, when I moved out to Calgary 30 years ago and some so-called friend took me up to the top of a hill and put these planks on my feet called skis and said, okay, let's go. I was terrified. <laughs> and I was so scared of falling. You know what I did? Hmm. I fell. Yeah. <laughs> because the fear just, it just enveloped me. It just took control of me. And as you said, you know, in scripture, it says, you know, don't get drunk with wine. Have you ever seen someone who's drunk? Uh, sometimes, you know, we, they get pulled over uh, in their car and the police officer has them walk the line or touch mm. their nose with their fingers and they can't do it because they're not in control anymore. They're not yeah. in control anymore. Uh, and so uh, that would be an alcoholic spirit. You know, when I go to the grocery store, there, there's a part that says wine and spirits. <laughs> mm. uh, there's the same principle. It, it controls you. Uh, but the Lord, I think, used that in Scripture when Paul wrote this. Because uh, everyone knows what a drunk person looks like. But he says in the same way that that kind of spirit can control you, influence mm. you, be filled, continually filled with the spirit of God. Mm. Yeah, continually. That's that's an important grammatical point there, isn't it, Tim? It's not, you know, I'm filled with the spirit, check, been there, done that, carry on yeah. with my life. But it's it's to me, it's tied to the idea of abiding in Christ. It's really a parallel idea, right? Abiding in Christ, be continually filled with the spirit, walk in the spirit, live in the spirit. It's a place where we're supposed to park, where the spirit is constantly filling us. You know, we see it in the book of Acts as new challenges came up. They sought a refilling, a more, more filling of the spirit. New challenges, new opportunities. The spirit comes in and gives us really what we need. 
Yeah, we do. So I think it's important to realize when we talk about a, a new filling or a refilling, it isn't that we're getting sort of uh, God sending more of the spirit, as it were, from heaven, but we're actually surrendering more of our soul to him. Because mm. I believe that to the extent that we empty ourselves of ourselves, mm. that's the level to which we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in our life as well. So um, uh, when we go back to understand now as, as a disciple maker, how active and central the person of the Holy Spirit is, in this transformational process. And also, if we understand, if someone has crossed the line of faith, they have as much of the Holy Spirit as we do. And even in children's lives, there's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. Uh, Our children and youth have the same Holy Spirit in their own level of mentality and maturity as well. And so just, just now when I look at someone and they're growing in their faith, I say, they've got the Holy Spirit. And I know what the Holy Spirit is up to. And we can actually encourage them and teach them. Uh, so mm. after I spoke yesterday, I uh, uh, ended up speaking with a young man that I baptized a few weeks ago. And I said, if you could never hear another sermon in your life, take to heart what I just preached. The mm. gift, the guest, and the guide, uh, the incoming and the indwelling and the infilling, I said, this will set you on a spiritual pathway that you can share God's love, you can grow to be like Jesus, and you can lead others along the same pathway. Mm. And uh, uh, and I said that to my people yesterday. I said, uh, if I never preach another sermon, remember these three points and then live like this as well. Oh, that's that's beautiful, Tim. You know, I as you're saying that, I think of that old hymn. One of the verses of the hymn goes, Emptied that thou shouldest fill me. A clean vessel in thy hands with no power, but as thou givest graciously with each command. Yeah. We're emptied of ourself, our self-will, filled with the Spirit, and able to do whatever he calls us to do. I didn't know you could speak King James. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough, buddy. <laughs> well, I, I also uh, shared a song that I learned when I was a child in, in uh, church. It was like this, to be like Jesus this hope possesses me in every thought and deed. This is my aim, my creed to be like Jesus. This hope possesses me, his spirit helping me like him I'll be. And so, uh, man, uh, with those songs in the air, maybe this is a good, good place to, to land. Uh, just basic teaching on who the Holy Spirit is, what he does to make us to be more like Jesus. And isn't that the part? And this is where it intersects with our passion to be disciple makers, to follow mm-hmm. Jesus, to become like him. Yeah. And so that, that that's why, you know, we were both sort of preaching about ascension. And uh, this is what came out of the ascension, that the Holy Spirit came and we've never been the same. Amen. That's, that's excellent, Tim. As the word says, don't be drunk with wine. Be filled with control by the Spirit. He is in you. Allow him to fill you and control you. That's the bottom, bottom line. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or christfollowerdna.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.